is Undaunted Life, a man's podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Thompson. Let's get into it. All right, guys, today we got a little bit of a different episode, but I want to kind of take you on a little bit of a journey that I've been going through here recently. And so um, it all kind of culminates with a letter that I'm going to read to you, but I need to set it up just a little bit. So there's a good buddy of mine that um, we, we've done quite a few things together. He actually came on the very first Undaunted Life retreat that we took. It was kind of the beta test um, that we did for this type of thing. So he's kind of been an integral part of my recent past, I guess, in the last couple of years. And just recently, I found out that he has uh, been checked into rehab. And it's a fairly serious rehab for a fairly advanced and fairly serious alcohol addiction. And so I knew he was a guy that drank and, you know, he kind of had a wild side, but I didn't realize it had kind of taken over his life. And so recently, another one of our kind of mutual friends, he reached out to me. He said, Hey, there's a few guys that I want to make sure, uh, reach out to him while he's in rehab. And I, I'd like you to be one of those guys, uh, obviously, but uh, how about you, you know, maybe we should all write him letters or something. It was a fantastic idea. And so, um, I, I spent a few weeks though, kind of thinking about what, what I would write to him because I didn't want to just go ahead and sit down and, and write something out and, and just shoot it away. And, and, you know, he gets three or four letters all at the same time and maybe they don't land the same, you know, it just took me a while. So every time I reminded myself to write the letter, I just didn't do it for some reason. And so I'm sure there's a reason for it. And that reason is out there somewhere in the ether, but it's just not something that has kind of hit my brain yet. But I'm kind of glad I took a few weeks to, to really think through what I wanted to get across to him because the thing about um, the letter that I write is the odds of my one letter changing his life are incredibly small. I mean, the, the thing about that is it's kind of one of those things I talk about a lot of times whenever you look at the difference between discipline and motivation. You know, discipline's always going to win out. And, you know, you know, someone gets motivated by a letter or by a speech or by a YouTube video, and it just doesn't really last for him. So I didn't want to put too much pressure on this letter, but I wanted to make sure that I got something across to him that maybe the other letters wouldn't get across or maybe something that I say it in a way that, you know, it's definitely coming from me. Like he knows it's coming from me and it's just not meant to do anything else. And so when I was done writing it, uh, I went back and reread it. And then it just kind of occurred to me that maybe my buddy is not the only one that needs to hear the words that I put into this letter. Um, I know several people that have had to go into some sort of drug or alcohol, substance abuse, rehabilitation before. And we all probably know someone that's had to go through that. We know individuals that have had rough spots in life. And um, the thing is, it's always hard at, at those times to kind of know what to say. What do you say? What do you do? Because you do the normal American thing like, hey, if there's anything I do for you, let me know. Does anyone ever let you know? I mean, one out of a thousand times, someone's like, yeah, actually, I do need some help or I do need someone to talk to. And we just don't have enough room for that in most of our lives. And so that's something that I wanted to kind of get to in this letter. Um, and I want to go ahead and read the letter to you guys. But I, before I do that, I want to kind of set something else up as to why something like this is so important. Um, what I've noticed recently is, and this isn't just something that I've noticed and you know, no one else has noticed it, but most guys that you run into are incredibly lonely. Like we, there's been a lot of research that's been put out there about that. And most guys aren't really known. And again, I'm not really doing something otherworldly here. Like that's something that most of us have heard before that guys are lonely and they're alone and they don't have people to talk to or bounce things off of. You know, you hear things about these, uh, these shooters, these school shooters or these mass shooters, these people like didn't have dads around. They didn't have guys to like bounce other ideas off of. They were, you know, it just wasn't really a good situation for them. And, I've had some personal hardships come up um, here recently, and the thing about those things is I told 
some very important friends of mine, people that know me on a regular and see me on a regular basis. I, I told them about the things that I was that that happened. Like there was just kind of a personal tragedy that we suffered. And it was really good to do that. It was good to kind of shoulder that burden with a band of brothers that this is a guy, you know, these are guys that, you know, they break my balls and, you know, we cut up and, and we get after each other and all those things. But, you know, these are guys that I've watched cultivate spiritual, mental, and physical resilience. I see that in them. I know their heart. I know their character. And so, so I kind of started to, you know, shoulder my burden with them. And so even last night, uh, I was with a group of guys doing jujitsu and it was a small group and, and, you know, there was a a lot of trust in this group. And so I just kind of told them something, uh, I told them what had happened and just so they could help shoulder the burden with me. And, and the thought just occurred to me and, you know, I hadn't finished writing this letter yet and it all kind of came up at once. I'm sure God, God is working in this situation right now, but having a band of brothers is so important. Having guys that you can go to and lean on to help you in all kinds of areas is, is of utmost importance. Like you can't even begin to diminish how important that is. And so, you know, something like this letter, you know, it's, I I hope it means something to somebody else. Okay. Maybe, Maybe I'm building this up a little bit too much. I'm not trying to say that I'm saying something otherworldly in this letter that no one's ever heard before. I'm certainly not saying that, but you know, I hope this is an encouragement to somebody. And um, if nothing else, I want it to be an encouragement for you to find guys in your life that would take the time to sit down and write you a a multi-page letter and kind of tell you how you feel in in a way that you can kind of help them out and something like that. So I want to be able to do that. Now, um, I'm calling this Dear Brad. Uh, That is not the guy's name. Obviously, if anyone knows me, they may know this guy as well, but they don't maybe know his situation or what he's in. And I respect for him and his his family, his wife and his child and and his business and things like that. Uh, I'm not going to put his real name out here, but, you know, for our intents and purposes today, uh, his name is Brad and I want to go ahead and read the letter to you now. So forgive uh, the sound of paper in the background because I'm actually reading it off the paper that I wrote it. So here we go. Dear Brad. This is one of those moments in your life where you get to make a decision about the man you're going to be. Interestingly enough, there aren't a whole lot of choices either. Essentially, there are only two, a weak man or a strong man. Weak men rely on who they are at the moment as opposed to whom they shall become in the future, assuming that person is a better version of themselves. Weak men do the most convenient thing at the time as opposed to doing what is best for everyone in their situation. Weak men allow their addictions to control them as opposed to the other way around. Weak men look for excuses and blame others when things get out of control. Weak men can't control their emotions and allow those emotions to dominate their decision making. Weak men ignore the needs of their spouse because they feel like their needs aren't being met. Weak men are foolish and make the people around them dumber. Weak men see their children as humans that need to be provided for as opposed to image bearers of God that require love and protection. Weak men depend on themselves when all they need to do is depend on God. Weak men don't think they're weak. Weak men think they can figure it out. Right now, you are a weak man. Contrastingly, there are strong men. Strong men are always looking to improve themselves. Strong men constantly count the cost of their situation and choose what is best for those around them, while at the same time continuing to move in a positive direction. Strong men could care less about convenience when what is right is available. Strong men see their addictions, they acknowledge them, they control them, they subdue them, they execute them. Strong men take ownership of the things around them and never look for an opportunity to spread the blame. Strong men control their emotions like a ring in the nose of a bull. 
Strong men lift up their spouses and always look for opportunities to die to themselves to better their brides. Strong men don't have time for foolishness and bad decision making. Strong men fight for the souls and hearts of their children and point them in the direction of the Father. Strong men look to God when everything else is telling them to look inward. Strong men know what it is to be weak and they detest it. Strong men know better than to think they will always know better. So what will you choose to do? Will you continue to be a weak man or will you take the steps towards becoming a strong man? Here is a great poem that you need to memorize. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create hard times. In the core of our being, we know this to be true. We know it in our bones. We know it in our souls. We see it in the world. We see it in society. We see it in our communities. We see it in others. We see it in ourselves. But once you receive that revelation, what do you do with it? Do you store it away in the back of your mind in between a useless quote from a self-help book or a quote from a sermon from a prosperity gospel preacher? Do you leave it there and only retrieve it when it's convenient in a social setting or when you're trying to win a debate? Or do you keep it in the front of your mind as a reminder of what happens when you allow weakness to creep in? Do you return to it as an anchor point for future growth and development? Will you use it to push you forward in the next chapter of your life? Speaking of chapters, I want you to think through this. When I'm mentoring young men, I have them think through their lives up to that point and break it down into five chapters in five chapters only. For a teenager, the chapters tend to fall in line with their levels of schooling as they are lacking in life experience in other areas. But now, I want you to think of where you're at right now and break your life down into five chapters. Seriously, spend time doing that. Consider all the things that you've experienced and put them into five neat boxes. Picture that and hang on to it. Now, imagine that you're at the end of your life. You're elderly. You have great-grandchildren. You've lived a long life and experienced a great many things. Now, imagine breaking that life down into five chapters. You see how the book changes? You see how the things that seem to dominate your life and thoughts in the present seem to fade away when considering the totality of your experiences? This is what I want you to focus on. Think on the story of your life and look at your current circumstances as a blip on the radar of a strong life well lived. You made the choices that landed you where you're at, and you get to make the choices that will land you wherever you'll end up. I want to take you back to the excursion that you went on with my ministry. We spent the entire weekend in incredibly difficult circumstances in order to learn what it means to cultivate manly resilience. We talked a lot about how you can be godly and manly at the same time. We looked at the benefits of living a life where you forge spiritual, mental, and physical resilience daily. The thing that you have to ask yourself is would you be where you're at right now if you had been focusing on cultivating your spiritual, mental, and physical resilience on a daily basis? I think the answer will be clear to you. And here's the reality. We all fall short. None of us check every box and make every mark. None of us choose the right path and stay on it long enough to see it through. But we all are completely capable of choosing the right path. However, choosing the right path is only part of the journey. Each successive step has to be coupled with two incredibly important and irreplaceable things. Discipline and faith. Discipline is a word that people don't really like to hear anymore these days. Here's a reason why. Discipline only points inward. If you don't exercise enough self-discipline, then you have no one else to blame when positive outcomes don't materialize. It's up to you to make things happen. 
You have to make the constant incremental steps that get you where you know that you should be. But don't get it twisted. Discipline is insanely hard. It's way easier to complain about being fat as opposed to waking up at 5 a.m. to lift. It's way easier to complain about things that are broken around the house as opposed to rolling up your sleeves and getting to work. It's way easier to complain about your profit and loss sheet than to make the necessary moves to get to a better place next quarter. Weak men don't have discipline. Strong men thrive on it. Again, you get to choose. Faith is a word that is hard for many people to define. This is because people use it in a plethora of contexts that don't necessarily connect with reality. Don't get it twisted. When I use the word faith right now, it's in reference to your faith in God, the finished work of Jesus on the cross, and the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's be honest, it's really easy to lose faith in our modern context. Technology can fill the gaps that were once only occupied by exclusive libraries and universities. The ubiquitous nature of information makes it easier than ever to fill your mind with information that may or may not move the needle in your life. Our phones become a distraction tool that allows us the ability to hide from boredom, silence, and reflection. There are just so many things that keep us from the triune God, but only because we allow them to. Brother, I can't even pretend to understand what you're going through, but I do know one thing with absolute certainty. God is bigger. God is bigger than your addiction. He's bigger than the problems in your marriage. He's bigger than the sum total of the decisions you made in your life. He's bigger than all of that. But more importantly, he loves you more than you can even comprehend love. He loves you so much that he sent Jesus to earth so that through his sacrificial blood, you can be reconciled to him. He used the Holy Spirit to influence your mind so that God can fully save your soul. You should have that faith now, brother. You should have that faith because it's real. You should have that faith because it is a historically irrefutable fact that Jesus was a real man that died a real, gruesome death and was seen alive by hundreds just a few days later. Jesus is real, and he's alive. If you haven't reached out to him now, he's right there waiting for you. The Lion of Judah, the Lamb of God. He's ready to shoulder your burden, but you have to lay it down. So, lay it down. Have faith. Discipline and faith. I know that it doesn't always seem like it, but you have brothers all over the place. You have guys ready to fight for you at a moment's notice. You have guys ready to bleed for the honor of your family. You have guys ready to do battle in the spiritual realm on behalf of you and your family. We're here. I am one of those guys. You know who the rest are. Now is not the time for pride and weakness. Lean on him. Lean on us. We'll fight it together. You'll likely remember this from your active duty days, but the three core values of the United States Marine Corps are honor, courage, and commitment. Fight for the honor of you and your family. Have the courage to face the beast and his dark servants. Have the commitment to God and this process of transformation. Weak or strong, you're writing your own story. Undaunted. Kyle Thompson. All right, guys. So um, I hope that was helpful in, in some way, shape, or form. Again, this is a very specific letter to a very specific guy. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, this guy is in my band of brothers, right? You know, I, I mentioned foxhole guys before. That's something that I've mentioned to some of you guys. But it's that concept of we don't always get to choose the guys that are in our foxhole with us. 
right? Some guys are just there. We don't, we don't get to choose them and we don't get to kick them out. But sometimes we do. And sometimes we can welcome guys in that weren't there before. This guy's in my foxhole. This is a guy that I would want there with me. And he's hurting right now. And I can't imagine what's going on with his family. Um, but that's also my responsibility. It's my responsibility to know. It's my responsibility to get my hands dirty, to get in there and help figure this out. And look, look, guys, he's in serious rehab. He's going to be there until like September. And he got there like six weeks ago. So uh, he's going to end up being there, you know, four or five months. So this is not just a little stint. This is a little, a little check-in so that you look better in front of the judge later on in life or something like that. So um, for any of you guys out here, um, if you've got someone in your life that's struggling at a time like this, um, just think about the value of a handwritten letter. You know what I mean? Just just think about the last time you received a handwritten letter or even, even something as small as a thank you note and think about the impact that that had for you, that someone literally took the time to put pen to hand in a, in a time in society where no one really does that. And just think about the type of impact that that could have, right? I mean, there's nothing magical about the, about the, the ink on the page, right? I mean, they can read it and throw it away for all I, I care. But just think about that. You've got guys in your life that are hurting and they need help and they're not going to ask for it. They just won't. So stick your nose in there, help them figure it out, help shoulder some of that burden. Um, I mean, guys, this is just the world we live in. Most guys are, are not apt to, to ask for help in these particular areas, but you have to model it, model it in yourself. Ask your guys around you for help. Tell them when things go wrong. Tell them when you're hurting. Tell them when something you know didn't go your way or didn't go you know, the way of someone that you care about and step in. Don't, don't be afraid to step in. You know, guys are, guys are lonely. Guys don't have friends. And, you know, their last group of friends was their frat brothers or, you know, their, their guys on the football team in high school or whatever the thing was. And they just don't think they can have those connections anymore. Well, partially it's because they're not cultivating it. They're not trying. So build those relationships, build those bridges, build that inner community in your life of men that are willing to go to battle with you. Be a lion amongst lions, right? And make sure you surround yourself with lions. That's one of the best things that you can do. All right, guys, before I let you go, we're going to do a quick resilience boost. As you know by now, we are a men's ministry, and our mission is cultivating manly resilience. And specifically, we do that by providing content that forges spiritual, mental, and physical toughness. So today, we're going to focus on all three, spiritual, mental, and physical. And we're going to do that encapsulated really in one book. And that book is called Building Your Band of Brothers by Stephen Mansfield. So if you're not familiar with Stephen Mansfield, he's written a bunch of books. I actually got some on our uh, book list on our website, um, but he's just a, a frequent commentator on on faith, on culture, on things that are going on in the community. He's got two podcasts, the Great Man Podcast and the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Those are really, really great. Uh, he releases like one episode a week. They're like 10 to 20 minute episodes, so they're, they're really good. And he talks at a decent cadence, so you can bump it up to two times speed and, and get through those pretty easily. But he's really, really big on building a band of brothers, having people around you, having those guys around you that they can just pick up something in your voice and know that something's off. So much so that you actually take action and call them and you know maybe call them out or pull them aside and say, hey, what's going on? Those are the guys that are going to yank you up by your collar if they see that you're disrespecting your wife in public or if you do something that embarrasses your children. Those are the guys that are going to call you out on it. And they're going to do it because they love you. They're going to do it because they know you love her or love those kids or whatever the thing is, right? So this is a book. And in the link that I'm providing to you here in the show notes is to his website where you can either get it in e-version or paperback. 
but it's just a short book that kind of helps you figure that out. And it seems kind of crazy, right? Because like as a kid, it's like, well, it's not really hard to make friends if you're not a weirdo. And so it's just kind of one of those things that, you know, you just, you make friends. Like, and you have people that have similar interests to you and you all end up hanging out doing whatever that similar interest is. But in modernity with adult males, they they just don't do that anymore. You know, they basically don't go any farther than the fight night or the college football game or something like that. But this is a book that really helps you formalize some ideas and plans around having those communities. Because a lot of times those communities don't just happen. Not for adult males, it doesn't, right? Not for people that are, you know, post-military or or post-football or post-whatever the thing is, right? Those things just don't happen. It's something that you have to cultivate. It's something that you have to constantly be thinking about. These are guys that you need to be inviting to do things with you, getting together in a group. You know, I talk about jujitsu all the time. And like you talk about guys that are literally going to battle with one another for the sake of one another. Um, And, you know, that's like you talk to guys that are former military that now do jujitsu. It's like the closest thing they had to having a battle buddy or having those brothers that were in their unit with them or something like that. So um, this book really helps encapsulate a lot of those things. So I would highly and highly encourage you guys to get that, pick that up. It's a quick read. I think you'll enjoy it. Thank you as always for listening to the podcast, guys. We really do appreciate it. If you would though, please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play so you can make sure you get the new episodes when they come out and refer your friends to listen as well. If you share on social media, use the hashtag UndauntedLife. We'll be sure to find the post and give it a thumbs up. If we deserve a five-star review, please hit the fifth star, but also leave a couple of quick sentences that let us know why you like the podcast so we can keep putting out the good content for you, okay? I'm currently booking speaking engagements for the remainder of 2018 and the beginning part of 2019. So if you want me to come and speak to your company, to your church, to your social gathering, to your Sunday school, whatever, please hit me up, info at undaunted.life. Again, info at undaunted.life. Our website is www.undaunted.life. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at undauntedlife or on facebook.com backslash undauntedlife. Check out our free devotionals on the YouVersion Bible app. Just search Undaunted Life under plans. And as always, we want to thank the band August Burns Red for allowing us to use their music library for our content. The intro-outro track on this podcast is their song King of Sorrow, which is off their latest record entitled Phantom Anthem. The links to all of this are in the description. I'm your host, Kyle Thompson. Remember. Keep cultivating manly resilience. Keep forging spiritual, mental, and physical toughness. Keep seeking the Lion of Judah.